Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Saturday, June 17th. I'm Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. It's Haskell Preview Day at Monmouth Park, and they have an all-stakes pick four, so that's where we are headed for this podcast. And Jim will jump in with the Pegasus. It's the prep for the Haskell. It's three-year-olds at a mile and a 16th. Kings Barnes, the Louisiana Derby winner, making his comeback after the Derby. And is he beatable in the Pegasus? Well, I don't, I don't think anybody's unbeatable, but I think that uh, he is worth a, uh, a strong look as a single in the pick four. I think that um, the Derby, he didn't get the lead. He obviously needs the lead to be the most effective, but he has come from off the pace in his first two races. And then the Louisiana Derby, he just set a dawdling pace, 49-3 and three for the half, and, and, and won it uh, going away from a couple of good horses. Disarm has come back and run really well uh, and may be a, a threat for the Haskell and, and for the Travers this summer. So I think beating Disarm in that race really moves him up. I think he just tossed the Derby, didn't get the lead, shuffled between horses, just one of those things that Kentucky Derby just draw a line through it. They didn't rush him back in the Preakness or the Belmont. They waited for this one. So I think Kings Barnes here off a off a pretty good layoff is, is a solid bet. Classic catch for Todd Fletcher, uh, ran the Peter Pan, but got beat by 10 and three quarters to the eventual Belmont winner, Archangelo. Um, Moreau for uh, McKeever. Uh, Giroux takes this mount, and this horse got a lot of upside. Just broke his maiden nose. This is a big step up. And then salute the stars for Rosario and Cox off an allowance win at Churchill that was taken off the turf. I guess they figured out that he liked the dirt. So they're going to try him somewhere uh, better than his first two races on the turf at Ellis Park who, where he won one but wasn't very competitive. So I think those horses are uh, are, are have a shot. Uh, Subrogate just broke his maiden. Looks like to me it's set up as a, as a romp for Kings Barn. I am using two horses on the pick four, and I'm going to try to beat Kings Barnes with Salute the Stars. It was a big improvement in the first outing for Cox, and I watched the race, and the horse was uh, keyed up, got out, got out and could have seized the lead, but they, they took back, and the horse was kind of fighting the rider uh, down the backside. Never really uh, – it took him a while to, to relax, and then when they – Turned into the stretch. He had trouble finding a, an open lane to run. Finally did. Exploded through there. And on the gallop out, opened up some distance on the competition. So I think there's a, a lot more there than it showed in the first race. I think he'll be more relaxed with that start under his belt. Won't maybe fight the rider quite as much early. And maybe has a shot. Uh, I couldn't see anybody else upsetting Kings Barnes. So I'm going to take Salute the Stars and just use those two and the uh, pick four uh, because uh, Kings Barnes, grade one winner, that's a, a pretty significant class advantage. And uh, you would think Pletcher will have him ready. So I'm going to try Salute the Stars to knock off Kings Barnes, but use them both in the pick four. Second leg is the Eaton Town. Phillies and Mayors three and up on the turf at a mile and a 16th. It's grade three. I took Malavath. Uh, for Clement. This horse was a close fifth in the Breeders' Cup mile at Keeneland last year. Only uh, beaten less than two lengths. Gonna, he moved into the Clement barn for this year. I'm going to forgive the first run there, just draw a line through that and uh, give her another chance. That uh, 100 buyer figure that she had previously would look formidable in here. And I think this one might get overlooked a little bit. And if she can run back to that Breeders' Cup 
uh, effort, then I think she's uh, got a sh- got a shot in here. Um, you've got you know, a grade one winner in Gina Romantica for Chad Brown coming off the layoff. Uh, consumer spending for Chad, second to market segmentation, who came back with a nice win on Belmont weekend. Uh, Scottish star was second at odds on on May 28th for Pletcher. Has a lot of speed, so that one could run an improved race. And then I also add Vergara for Graham Motion, just second off the layoff and just out of respect for Graham Motion. So I'm going to go five deep in here and try Malavath on top. Who do you like in Eatontown? Yeah, I think it's a really balanced field. Um, I, I, I wanted to use Gina Romanica, but I wound up using consumer spending on top. Uh, Gina Romantica has not run since the QE2 at Keeneland in October. And I'm just thinking that uh, that she's going to need a race to get back to her proper form. And consumer spending has already had that race. And market segmentation was very impressive on Belmont weekend. And this filly looks like she improves second time out. She ran second in the gra- or third in the grade one at uh, Belmont, the Belmont Oaks. Uh, only got beat by Lincoln's three quarters uh, with the moonlight. Just beating her a couple times. There is no market segmentation in here, so I, I think consumer spending because she's had that prep race for this looks better, um, and uh, just slightly over Gina Romanico, who could run big for Chad off the layoff. I mean, she was very impressive last year in the QE2, um, running down McCulloch, who's beaten consumer spending a couple times. Uh, surprisingly, for Shug McGahee, going to use her coming out of that same race as consumer spending, thinking she might have another move forward. Um, and then I'm going to use Malavath, the horse that you picked. I, I agree with you that if she runs back to that 100 buyer uh, in the Breeders' Cup mile, that she's going to be tough to handle. However, she didn't get back to the races until April, which is not surprising for a Christophe Clement trainee. But now she's been off another couple months, so uh, maybe she just did something out of sorts. The pity, the plenty of grace was obviously a prep. I'm thinking they were hoping to get her into something on Derby weekend or maybe uh, maybe uh, Belmont weekend. But this uh, I have some question marks about Balabath. If she runs big, it won't, won't surprise me. I'm going to use them to pick four, so I'm going to go four deep there. But consumer spending is my pick. Let's move to the Salvatore Mile for three-year-olds and up, grade three. Who do you like in there? Again, it's a it's a very well matched field here. Um, I think uh, when I look at Giroux's rounds for this weekend, he could have a really big day at Monmouth. He's riding a lot of horses for Chad, and Artorias uh, comes out of the Perryville. Didn't run that that great that day. Ran the Travers last year. Has had a had some time off, and this is a very realistic place for him to return. If he runs back to that Travers ninety eight buyer, he's going to be in, in good shape here. Um, but I, I took Nimitz class on top, a little bit of a unknown here. It's a Laurel based trainer and, uh, Toledo is a good, uh, jockey on his circuit, but this horse has won five in a row and I don't care who you're running against at parks and Laurel. They've been listed stakes races. So this is a logical move up for him. And he's been 101, 103, 99, last four times. If he gets out to control the lead, like I think he possibly can. Uh, he might be tough to catch. So I'm going to use Nimitz class on top. Artorias. I'm going to use Petulant uh, for Louis Saez on the inside, getting better and better in the, the race at Churchill uh, two, a few weeks ago. At Don Derby Day was extremely impressive. And then I'm going to throw in a long shot here that, uh, that may not 
fit, but bourbon calling at 15 to 1 just jumps off the page at me. And you can toss that last race. They threw him into Westchester against Repo Rocks and Zandon. Uh, was not ready for that level of competition. Ran dead last. But go back to the Aqueduct race, and he had a 100 buyer, and he backed those up with 92s and 94s prior to that. So this is a much more realistic spot for him. There's no Repo Rocks or Zandon in here. So I think Bourbon Calling has a chance to pull the upset at a cool 15 to 1. Yeah, I've got him on uh, my list too. Uh, not on top, but I think he's one that uh, I think's got to be on my pick four ticket. Catch a little bit of a price, maybe there. Um, I took Arturius on top. Uh, I like the fact that this horse ran big. I remember watching this race in the Curlin last year at Saratoga? Ran big, and that was only his third start. So there's a lot of talent there. They put him right in the Travers and then the Perryville, and maybe at that point said, "Okay, let's regroup and." Uh, let him come back as a, as a four-year-old. And I think he could be one that could um, do a little damage this year. I think there's a lot of talent there. This horse is training well. Chad can certainly get him ready off a layoff. Not wild about the nine post position. Um, so that's part of the reason I'm uh, using other horses on the pick four ticket too. Uh, one of them is Octane, who was third in a grade three at Gulfstream at a 98 buyer last time out. And then Nimitz class, uh, five in a row, 10 wins out of 16 lifetime, bourbon calling. I'm going to use all four of those and uh, probably could have uh, talked myself into going even deeper, uh, but I didn't want to get the ticket too expensive. So Artorias for the win and four deep in the pick four for me. The final leg of the All-Stakes pick four is the grade three Monmouth, three-year-olds and up on the turf at a mile and an eighth. And I took Commander in here. This horse really uh, ran well at Keeneland in his turf debut. And Jim Toner, Jimmy Toner's an outstanding turf trainer. They line up Paco Lopez, a hot, you know, great local rider on the Monmouth circuit to take the mount on this horse. I think he has uh, found his game on the turf and might be ready to, to make a little noise. Uh, Tribhuven got to use multiple grade ones for that horse. Uh, speaking Scout had some trouble at the dinner party and uh, ran in the Maker's Mark mile before that. So I think that's uh, obviously a uh, horse with a lot of ability. Uh, Never Explains. Won three in a row for Suge and uh, beat Hurricane Dream on Preakness weekend up at Pimlico. So the water's deep here for Commander. I don't know if he's quite good enough yet to pull this off, but you'll get a little bit of a price if you do. And I'm going four deep in the pick four. I think one of those other three will win it if, if Commander isn't ready. How about you for the Monmouth? Well, I'm going to pull my uh, Jim Goodman rule. I'm going to go all here. I, I, I couldn't really uh, – uh, um is the obvious class of the field, but he's doing something – he's only raced three times at a mile and eight. He's better at a mile and a quarter. He's better at a mile and a half. So uh, this is a starting point for him for his uh, seven-year-old campaign. So I'm not sure he's going to be cranked for this one at all, and I think they're just going to use it as a prep or something down the road, uh, like like the Sword Dancer, where he won last. He, he finished sixth last year at at Saratoga, but he won the United. Uh, he won the Belmont at the Manhattan about this time last year. So they're not throwing him into the Manhattan off a layoff. They're throwing him into this race. So I, I think he's going to need one, but he's still good enough to win, even not bringing his best. Never explain for Suge, as you mentioned, is my second choice in here. Two for three at the distance. This fits him well, and he had a good prep in the dinner party at grade three at Pimlico, so it's a, uh, a parallel move for him. He's already got a, 
grade three win. So never explained this fits very well here. And catnip on the outside for Michael Stidham, commandeer that you mentioned for Jim Toner and Dyna Drive for Tom Morley that you didn't mention, but eight to one is the longest price on the board. I'm just going to go all and hope I get there and hope I catch a little price. Time to do the pick four tickets and uh, starts in the Pegasus, all stakes pick four. I've got two horses there, four and eight, then two, three, four, six, eight, then five, six, eight, nine, then one, three, four, five, eighty dollar ticket for me. How about you? Single the eight horse uh, in the Pegasus, Kings Barnes, uh, four deep with one, three, six, eight in the second leg, one, five, eight, nine with all. And that's even with all in the last leg, that's only a $48 ticket. Best of luck wherever you're playing. Nice card up in Monmouth. You've got uh, Churchill Downs at Ellis Meet. Uh, I don't think they're calling it that, but I guess it's effectively what it is for the rest of the month. Uh, Belmont still going strong. So a lot of opportunities this weekend while you're watching the U.S. Open. Make sure you've got some funds in your Keeneland Select account to play the races. Best of luck. We'll see you next week for the In the Money Podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.